0: Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio, and as my guest just pointed out, times have changed. Every time I record with LaBette Volleyball Coach Haley Miller, it is it is something unique, whether it's, we are, whether the whole show is about her rec championship. One time we were just, one time we went long and at one point we just cracked open a few beers and were drinking them during the show. Well, now we're recording the show at her, at her house where there's a baby and a dog, so we'll see... And you could probably hear him a little bit right there. Let's, this show is going to be fun. Haley, it's been a while. You've been a guest on the show a lot, but it's been a while. How are we doing?
1: We're doing good. You know, I think I probably should get an award for, like, the most appearances on this show at this point. You're no
0: Rob Barkus.
1: (laughs) Oh, come on. I feel like I could get something. A t-shirt. I don't know. Something.
0: I should. World's
1: greatest talk show co-host.
0: What I need to do is I need to make, like, a t-shirt and distribute it to probably you, Rob, Rob Barkis, Mitch Rolls, uh, really you three uh, for most appearances. My you guys are general generally my backups. I
1: think I think we need to. I think we should go all in on this. <laughs> Mine will look slightly better than the other two. So. Yeah, I, as, as,
0: as as per her command. <laughs> uh, get your so the first question I really got is. Oh, You know, from last season till now, you have started to light the balance of being a mom and being a coach. Every, you know, anytime that, I, I mean, there's plenty of coaches that do that. It was a new experience for you, and it was certainly an experience that had its own unique challenges. I'm curious how you've kind of adapted into it, because I've been sitting here in your house for a couple minutes now, and it seems like it's just, it's your routine now. It's, it's, it's gelled right in.
1: You know, first off, you know, thank goodness for um, my former assistant, Dearden Kelly. She re- really held um, the program together in my absence. So I think, really, without her, it wouldn't have allowed me to be able to be with Gatlin while he was in the NICU and kind of adjusts to mom life um, with a preemie baby, and let alone a preemie baby that had cleft lip, cleft palate.
0: How is get? What is get? What is? What does he want right now? Oh boy! Good job, mommy just saved a life right now, um, so it's all good. He li- She. I. I want anybody <laughs> listening right now to realize what I just witnessed. She just she stuck her finger into baby Gatlin's mouth and pulled something out because it looked like he was choking, like just out of nowhere, and she just did it like it was nothing, and. <laughs> So, I guess life-saving babies is now <laughs> part of your routine. whole cow. Wow. What did I just say? <laughs>
1: um. So, yeah. With her, it um, allowed me to adjust to being a mom and kind of figuring out those roles. And then, uh, you know, just kind of getting back into coaching. I took him to the office with me for the first six months of his life. Um, so... That kind of helped me be able to balance and jump motherhood and being a coach. Um,
0: oh, man.
1: Really after season, that's when it kind of all started to flow and become a lot easier. You know, season was just, it was chaos.
0: And it was chaos on, on both ends, because seasons generally when you're going to be busiest. And it was the busiest with the baby, too, because yeah. you're, you're learning everything, and he was, you know, still in the NICU and everything for a large part of that season, I just imagine it was, I, (laughs) I can't imagine the, the, just the, how overwhelmed has a negative connotation. I'm sure you felt overwhelmed over a large course of that. There there
1: were definitely many a days of just utter overwhelmment. Um, But now it's just secondhand and just kind of go with the flow and, (laughs) a lot smoother now that he goes to daycare so that helps out a lot mm-hmm. um kind of get a little bit more work done um allowed me to be a lot more focused and present at our spring season
0: so mm-hmm. anytime your new fiance now congratulations chesley would walk into a game with with gatlin and tow that that was the number one fan walking in the building so he got it was always good energy to see him uh You know, you talked about Dearden and her impact on LaBette last year. She's a new coach at Coffeyville now. What what was kind of your reaction when that process went down? I know it's been a while since she's been hired, but uh, just, you know, we always talk about junior college athletics, the point being for the athletes to move on and find their opportunity at four years. Well, I think that's a point for, for assistant coaches at the junior college level too, is to find their opportunities to become a head coach. That, that, that has to be a big development. That's obviously a big development for your program. What was your reaction to Dearden getting that job?
1: Uh, you know, first of all, I thought she was an ass for it. Um, <laughs> you hate to lose a good assistant. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there might have been some animosity for it. Um, but... In all reality, I'm excited for her. You know, it's that circle of life like you're talking about. Um, We want to see our assistants move on and go run their own programs, and I have no doubt that she'll be successful there at Coffeeville once she kind of gets in the groove of things and gets in the kids that kind of mesh with her and her personality. I think she'll do great things um, while she's at Coffeeville.
0: She's still young, and she's still learning, just like we all are in life. She is not... You know, behind any eight balls on that, she's—I will say—she's all energy, and I think she would bring a lot of energy to that to that program. And I think oh, yeah. that, that program needed it too. I think you know, I, I think Dearden certainly is going to work towards building that Cofferville program to the type of prestige uh, that uh, Delise Downing. Am I getting that name right? Delise Downing had it at. When, you know, she was winning multiple national titles. Is Deirdre going to win multiple national titles in the next five years? Probably not. But I know that's going to be her mission to get to that type of place. Uh, Tell us what. (coughs) Excuse me. Tell us about your new assistant. You've got me coughing, the baby coughing. It's just.
1: I mean, if you need the Heimlich, too, you just give me the sign and I got you. Um, That's why I teach first aid CPR. I got you. I got you. Um, So my new assistant is the former head coach at Columbus High School, Candy Midget. Um, We're very excited about her. Um, She came in uh, just before we started playing spring games, I think it was. So she was able to be there with us for... All four of our spring matches, Um, you know, obviously she's still got some more um, learning and stuff to do as far as what a preseason and stuff looks like and kind of that route, just kind of getting out of the high school groove into the college groove is kind of a big step, Um, but I think it'll be kind of a more consistent route in the assistant position for me, so I'm excited for that to not have that kind of every year-and-a-half to two-year turnover rate that I've been having since I took over here at LaBette. So we're excited to have her. She's very excited and eager to, you know, learn about recruiting, kind of learning about what I want LaBette Volleyball to see. And um, it's exciting to have been able to find another person to kind of share the vision that I have for what's to come for uh, LaBette Volleyball down the road.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously – off season is is made for recruiting and stuff like that i'm curious you guys what won nine matches last fall uh, uh yeah i think it was nine yeah uh obviously a huge step up from the one that was the previous season and the two the season before that uh program clearly going in the right trajectory but anytime you have some coaching shuffles that's always gonna you know, you're going to wonder what your, the trajectory pauses and you got to make sure it's going in the right direction. Again, how have you gone about that this mm-hmm. off season, especially on the recruiting trail?
1: Um, So, as far as the recruiting trail goes, we've tried to bring in uh, players that are a little bit more versatile. They aren't just uh, strictly a middle or strictly just an outside. So, I'm looking for kids that are all across the front row. If I need them to be an outside, they can be an outside. So... Um, a bit more, um, change there. Um, right now we have 15 kids rostered. I have three scholarships left. Hoping to have those filled up here in the next few weeks or so. Um, so looking at having 18 kids again, um, like you said, coaching changes can usually bring about a little bit of a difference as far as like performance and stuff go, um she meshed really well with my uh gonna be five sophomores and you know we spent a lot of time talking about how there shouldn't be a difference between how they treated here and how they treat a coach a midget so hopefully going in um with 13 freshmen uh, there won't be any
0: issues. I want to tell you another thing that just impressed me real quick is mm. I watched while you were speaking and I was listening to you. I don't, want to, I, I don't want to give the impression that I was ignoring you there, but I watched Chesley split an avocado, and then just effortlessly get the pit out perfectly. (laughs) And it was just a work of art over there. And I was like, wow, he just did that so perfectly and effortlessly. My personal chef. That's right. Uh, Let's go to a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little more volleyball, a little more life in general. That sound good, Haley? Perfect. All right, we'll be back on The War Room here on KLKC Radio, uh, recorded remotely at uh, at really Gatlin's house at this point. Uh, When we come back, don't go anywhere. We're back here on the War Room. Gatlin has moved to his jumper, and so he is working on his vertical. Jared Stanford, if you're listening to the show, we've got your recruit for the class of, I'm guessing, we're going to be well into the 2030s at this point. I think 2037, maybe, 2038. Uh, Nearly 2040, if you're still there. Uh, I'm sure Bryce and Dennis will be, too. (laughs) Um, uh, We've got your recruit. But, Haley, I, I asked you over the break, Tell me something that you can go on uh, that you can uh, keep the listeners entertained for. And you told me about the formula shortage. This is your show. You go, I'm going to take a bite of this cake that you gave me.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess, unless you don't have kids, you probably don't notice that the shelves for formula are pretty bare. Um, I thought we were in good a place, you know, I was Amazon priming our <laughs> formula. I found it cheaper to get a subscription through there. We got four of the large cans for like 130 bucks and. Four
0: large cans of formula cost $130. <gasps> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just so, like, know, good,
1: thought we were doing great things, saved like $10 doing that. It sold out. It sold out everywhere. Um, I got up yesterday morning and was ready to go to Walmart, Walgreens dollar general king Gash to find formula went to walgreens i got five small cans and i paid 150 bucks for five small cans that are gonna last us and where did you found that at walgreens
0: three weeks and you found that at walgreens you said
1: so i went to walmart they had none of the kinds that he wanted a friend of mine went to kansas city she found a couple of the big cans so we bought that so i spent like two hundred dollars on formula yesterday to build a little stash up
0: there but so that's your so that's that's our that's our go that's our go boxes right there is just Shit, really when i just thought we were
1: formula. about to get blown away by a tornado i threw all the formula in the bag i was like no <laughs> not not messing around we're taking the formula
0: i did not know baby for this proves how much of an adult i really am not i did not know baby formula was that expensive yeah. it's-
1: I mean, it is, and it depends on what kind you have to have. I mean, some of the more specialty ones cost, like, 50, 60 bucks a can. But it's scary. You can't find any of it.
0: It's, it uh, uh, you know what's funny to me is, uh, or not funny, but it's, you know, I I know there's supply chain issues all around the world for every product you can think of, and I get annoyed when I order, like, a hat, and it takes, like, a few extra days to get here, and I'm like, come on, what are we doing? Let's get this solved. Come on, come on, government. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting here, can't find baby formula.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, thankfully we have quite a few people like different cities, different places, so they can keep an eye out. But still, it's not something I ever thought I'd have to be concerned about on how I was going to feed my child because, you know, he can't go to cow's milk until he's like a year old, so that's not an option. Mm-hmm. So, oh. I mean, scary times. Especially seeing how empty the shelves were yesterday, I guess. I mean, I personally, like I said, I was Amazon priming them, so I hadn't gone to the store often to get formula. Um, But even checking the InfoMail website, checking Target, Walmart, Sam's, all online were all sold out of the kind that he has. Obviously, I know that there's... Other alternatives that are similar to his, but we already had issues with him gaining weight, so playing with his formula wasn't something we wanted to do. So I'm glad we found a little bit to hopefully
0: mm-hmm.
1: tide us over until I can go find some.
0: The stats you more. have right now that I'm looking at, how long does that last you?
1: Uh, about <laughs> a month. The four large cans last about a month. The smaller ones we send to daycare because that'll last about what month and a half, two months at daycare. Okay. Because he doesn't have as many. Bottles. And you're talking
0: about a month combined for the four large cans. So yeah. each of those large cans is about a week at
1: home. Yeah, then. we can have two weeks.
0: Okay. That is that isn't that I did not know <laughs> I, I don't want to have a kid now. I don't want to pay two hundred dollars for baby formula. Good lord.
1: Yeah.
0: Why isn't Chesley working right now? <laughs>
1: Listen, he goes to work in two and a half hours. <laughs> My sugar daddy. What are you talking about? <laughs> my formula daddy. <laughs>
0: that's basically what it is. That's that's not an exaggeration at this.
1: Because it can be my salary but Sorry, <laughs> i just kidding. I love
0: alibut. But um, how has raising a family affected your perspective on how you coach? What's maybe something you do or didn't do or learned or, or, or just have evolved? Since you since you had a kid,
1: hmm. I think I'm a lot more worrisome now. Um, <laughs> paranoid all the time. <laughs> yeah, like literally the other night. Like I've never had a care in the world about a storm. Like whatever's gonna happen's gonna happen, and I was. <coughs> Petrified. I was like, there's no really set in stone plan for my kids in the villas on where they need to go. Like, they have to run across campus or across the street or to some other building. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: hopefully they have time for that. But a lot of the times it's not. Like, you, it's dark outside. You can't see what's happening. We don't have a shelter here. Um, I'm don't know about any of our neighbors. We don't really talk to them much.
0: Uh, <laughs> super friendly here. Great. <laughs> so
1: I was like, I guess like, I don't know how I'm going to get Gatlin into the car. He was asleep. Benji loaded. Get to the college to go into the locker rooms because there's storm shelters. Like, I'm just not going to have time for that. So I ended up texting uh, our athletic director and I was like, hope you're willing to share your basement because you're the closest place I can get to. And of course he said yes,
0: but Aaron Keel's Basement was host to what will be one of my favorite memories of all time. And Chesley can attest to this. When the Chiefs beat the Bills in the AFC Divisional Round, one of the greatest football games of all time. That I'll tell you what, Keel's Basement, not a bad place to be. <laughs> but I can attest to that. Uh,
1: so, yeah, I think that's, I'm just a lot more... I mean, not that I wasn't conscious of like needing to know that before with my players, but now it's just like it, 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 a pressing issue. Yeah. It just like gave me anxiety all night.
0: And it's, and you're right, it's because my, even my perspective is, you know, storms, what will happen will happen. But like when it started storming on Friday night going into Saturday, like I went outside and watched it because I, I, I enjoy watching thunderstorms. It, but obviously, it's just me and my apartment. I don't have to, and my cat, like, yeah. she'll be fine. <laughs>
1: I think it just ramped up, especially after seeing, like, all the video posted from
0: Andover. Andover and, like,
1: how close that is to Parsons and, like, how bad things were supposed to get. And now I think we're supposed to have more severe weather tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what were the blue things in the thing? I don't know. There's blue spots in the radar that nobody know what... That's oh, supposed like to be, birdies, I so I think I just have a lot more, I uh, really, honestly, anxiety about things. Um,
0: How do you manage that day?
1: I try to just talk myself off the ledge every morning.
0: <laughs> you you know, can back yourself up go just back, enough. Go so get my
1: can... scooter's coffee and like, hey, whatever <laughs> happens, happens. Like, we're going to handle it. Um, no, I think I, I honestly do pretty good, but really I think just putting in perspective like the bad weather, I think it just made me realize like how much more, war- more worrisome I am about, you know, not only Gatlin, but my players with stuff, because I'm always like, I texted them and I was like, okay, you can go to XYZ here if you need to go to shelter and if need be just bust out the windows of the main building and get in it like
0: <laughs> bust I, out the main building
1: <laughs> that's i mean that's the storm shelter if it's oh after midnight nobody's on campus cuz the night crew leave at midnight so there's nobody to let them in so break the windows if you have to like i don't care <laughs> we have insurance <laughs>
0: and, I, I like haley as a i like haley as a coach she is Willing to, there's, there's, there's no getting around anything with her. Just do it as efficiently as possible. And she also treasures every rec championship shirt she's ever had. She's wearing something right now with the Chanute Oilers, a slow pitch thing. I saw her in a softball game a couple days ago, and she was wearing her rec championship t-shirt from PRC. Man, she
1: world national champions.
0: <laughs> uh, got a couple, got about uh, five minutes left here. Looking at the fall. Uh, you know, you talked about your roster. What is LeBette Volleyball going to look like? And I know I'll probably ask this question two or three more times on route to a season preview, but, you know, two win season, one win season, nine win season. Like I said at the first segment of the show, team programs uh, trending upwards. Is that going to continue?
1: You know, I'd like to see it continue. Um, I have 13 freshmen coming in, so it's really hard to say now mm-hmm what we could look like freaking five months from now. Um, I know that I have personally kind of planned one of the hardest schedules that I've had here at LaBette. Not really like competition-wise, but playing-wise. We have 31 matches. Um, That's a lot to cram in from pretty much the end of August to beginning of November. So we pretty much play Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Monday, Wednesday, Saturday from September to beginning of November when districts start. So we're going to have a very competitive season. Um, I tried to add in a little bit more JV teams. Um, We're going to go play the three schools in Oklahoma, home and away with them, you know, They get a spot in our district so might as well be going to play them so that they can rightfully earn that spot in our districts if that's Mm -hmm. what happens. Um, You know, hopefully we keep trending in that right direction, you know, I'd like to get to double digit wins. um, But it's just hard to say, you know, if those 13 freshmen come in, they buy in, they're willing to do what it takes, they trust the system, I think we'll be golden. I spent a lot of time talking to my sophomores at our end of the season exit meetings about what I felt we lacked last season and what we need to do to better that. So we're gonna work on having better um, communication on the court. We kind of, we start out talking and then we stop talking and then that kind of hinders our performance. Um, We need leaders consistently, not just to start the year. We need a leader year round to Mm -hmm be willing to take on that hard task of disciplining their team, holding their team accountable for things, all the good stuff.
0: I like that approach of uh, asking those outgoing sophomores in what essentially was an exit interview, what were we lacking? Because that's asking the people who undergone it, who underwent it, what, what could what could you have, what you would have made your time here better? Yeah. And they're going to give you probably an honest answer because they know they're not, I mean, what are you going to do, pull their scholarship <laughs> <I> out <don't> of <know. laughs>
1: Um, and so the last thing that we had talked about is kind of just more uh, self-accountability, self-discipline, being the one to be able to like, okay, well, I screwed up this past three times in a row. I need to get myself on the court, off the court and fix it. Like, once or twice is fine. Three times is too many to be making an error in a drill that we do for no more than one or two minutes at a time. Um, so those are the three things we're going to kind of focus on. Um, I just recently discovered that I have a almost three-week long preseason because we don't start school until August 22nd, so haven't done a three-week preseason probably since my, I
0: don't
1: know, second or third year of coaching. I'm going on my 10th year this year.
0: So you were so at Fort Scott the last time I yeah, had. Yeah, so...
1: Little overwhelmed by that, but it's okay. We'll roll with it. Gatlin's having surgery in the middle of it, so we'll just, <laughs> you know, handle it as it goes. Um,
0: why? Why wouldn't anything be easier? Exactly. <laughs> come on.
1: Um. So hopefully, during that time, during preseason, I have some different things lined up. I have some people that are going to come in, kind of be motivational speakers, going to do kind of just some stuff to break up the monotony mm-hmm. of being in the gym twice a day being in the weight room once a day conditioning in the gym conditioning outside so hopefully all of that together will kind of help build us into the right direction um it's just going to be a long season so mentally they're going to have to be able to buckle down and handle it
0: i think volleyball as a whole in this area not just at the college but at the high school levels uh, it's getting it's kind of trending upward right now obviously LeBec county had two very special years these last few years uh, go to state this past year. Parsons under the getting better. Uh, we're seeing um, progress with Oswego. We're seeing uh, St. Paul. I think is going to have a very good year in the fall. Uh, it's going to be a, it, it's a, I think, like I said, I think volleyball is trending upward. I think it's going to be a fun time uh, to see uh, the direction that your program goes in. Haley, thank you for having me in your house with Gatlin, if anybody on the show was sitting here wondering why is there a baby bouncing around and and talking and 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 you know and I'm not and I don't care that it's on a radio show, that's what being a parent is like. Who am I to sit here and say, "Oh, keep the baby quiet"? That's what it should be like. That's life, right there. And we're proud to have. We're, I'm happy to always. I, I one of these days Gatlin's going to be on the show, and it's going to be quite the development to see how, <laughs> how how much crap he talks on his parents. So. Uh, haley thank you for having me you're welcome on the show anytime uh and i'm excited excited to watch you guys evolve. anything any last words
1: uh stay tuned for summer volleyball camp information through the college um we'll be doing stuff at the end of july the 28th 29th and 30th um more information to come on that
0: uh that'll do it for the war room i'm your host sean fry everybody stay safe and god bless